Hi, Tara. Hi, Alana. I am so excited to welcome our listeners back to our weekly catch up on sports, reality TV, and pop culture. So everyone get ready for X's and O's and Bravo shows. And everything in between. Welcome to the reality playbook. Okay. Well, let's just jump into all of the, the things that happened over Christmas, Christmas Eve. There were some presents that were given. Um, you know, Eagles fans and- got presents. he did i i can't i I can't be mad at that um all right so if we jump in i mean let's talk about the christmas day games because those were those those were very interesting how how they played out um if you would have told me that the raiders were going to beat the chiefs i would have been like boy bye you know i thought like the defense will be be tough but come on um do you think this is do, do you do you think the Chiefs do you see them still as a Super Bowl contender or is this kind of the not the end of the road but maybe a bump in the road and they might have to regroup and their front office might have to make some moves in the off season but yeah I think that this is um I just think this is natural progression of teams uh, with the exception, I guess, of the Patriots, because they were pretty consistent <laughs> for the last 20 years, I guess. But um, I mean, even they, they had their off years. Um, so I think this is a little bit more about personnel and from both like the coaching and on the field. So it'll be interesting to see what moves they made um, in the off season. So essentially uh, Vegas, they, won the game 22 14 and they did it actually at Kansas city, like in their home. And it's like a big deal because Kansas city is just so tough to beat um, on their home turf. And that's been like the big storyline about them going in the playoffs, having to be on the road. Right. So, I mean, with how they looked on Sunday or what Christmas day was Monday uh, might not matter where they play a playoff game depending on what team comes out on the field. I'm not buying into, you know, the the distraction, the off-field distractions. I think it has to do with the players that are that are not on the field. And Patrick Mahomes cannot count on his receivers anymore to catch the ball and he's making crazy decisions. I think I agree with you. I think they they usually are very creative with their their um play calling without but, it feeling forced. Right. But with but I but what I noticed is that you know the Raiders I mean they they were blitzing Pat <laughs> Pat Mahomes he couldn't even get the ball before they were right up on him so it I I just thought the defense really was very aggressive and I mean <laughs> they're saying that uh, Antonio Pierce who's the interim head coach right now for the for Raiders he was saying something about throughout the week he like preached violence and like. <laughs> They're going to win at all costs or whatever. And I was like, really, though? We're going to do violence? <laughs> we woke up and chose violence. Like, and I was just like, dang, like that, that's a very strong emotion to evoke. But it, it, and it's kind of a little scary sometimes. But it's, they, the, pers- it's, already it's the personality of the Raiders or at least yeah. the, you know, classic Raiders, um, which I think Antonio Pierce is trying to bring back. Yeah, I think he should be it. And I think he should be the head coach, the permanent coach. I think it seems like he's been able to really rally the troops and Mm -hmm. make uh, good coaching decisions. And like, meaning the quarterback that is playing right now, it ain't Jimmy. 
<laughs> and it's O'Connell and they're they seem to be doing a bit better last couple of games they've actually scored I mean these was 63 points last last week or the, the week before and this week they they were able to score 20 points on the Chiefs defense and they're no they're not a like a they're not like some chump change defense like they are some serious heavy hitters on that side there was definitely a lot of emotion on the Chiefs sideline Patrick Mahomes both Patrick and Travis Kelsey had incidents um, voicing their frustrations. Uh, and and Andy Reid had to bump Travis, I think, to, to calm him down. So I don't know if that might be that might give them a, a, a shock and, and get the Chiefs back to what we're used to seeing or if this just this just ain't it this season. I just think I, I just don't think that it can be said enough that Eric Bieniemy's departure is impacting them mm -hmm. and I don't I think maybe people thought hey he's you know he's on the sideline he's with you know with the crew but clearly I, I don't know it just that's been the one of the major changes uh to this offense so there was discussion on and I'm, I'm I can't remember if I was watching good morning football or if it was one of the ESPN shows but saying you know Eric Bieniemy was not the warm and fuzzy coach that was Andy's job. Andy was the player's coach, but Eric kind of kept people in line and got on people when they weren't doing their job. And that might be something that the Chiefs are missing on their sidelines. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and yeah. And I'm curious if he's, you know, so into being an OC that he is so well researched, just like, like Shane Steichen. I think he always came to our games seemingly like knowing what was the weakness of the defense and how are we going to exploit it? And, um, and so it's, if Andy is truly taking over or being more involved in the offense, like Nick is for, for the Eagles, it couldn't, it couldn't kind of, uh, it, it's like your, your head coach, plus you're trying to do something. It, it could feel tough if you're, if you've just been managing essentially, which is what they, they are basically the manager of the team. They're not necessarily, you know, on the tape and all that. They're like, they're managing and making the, the decisions that need to be made. So uh, just a couple of stats that are interesting. Um, <laughs> the Chiefs had more like first down conversion, like 19 to 12. They actually had, they, they had, uh, they, they won time of possession, 34, 18, 34 minutes to about 25 minutes, almost 26 minutes. Uh, they had two turnovers. One of them was a fumble for loss and one of them was an interception. And the, I think the big, the big, uh, kind of storyline here was that there were two defensive touchdowns back to back. Dramatic. That's <laughs> So like of the 20 points, like I believe two of them, I two, mean, of, two of that, like, like two of those touchdowns was from the defense. So what one, one was, what was a scoop and score and was the other just a pick interception. Six, yeah. Six, yeah. And with, in less than two minutes, right? Yeah. It was, it never, was embarrassing. I felt embarrassed you, for them because it was back to back. You never see that happen to Patrick Mahomes. I mean, you rarely see that happen to anybody, but let alone, you yeah. know, the, yeah the Jordan of the NFL. So it's, it's argue, arguably, you know, we can talk about defenses and how, you know, they don't have anything. Like, it's not that they're not playing for something, but they don't have like to prove themselves 
that they're the Raiders. Like they can, they're going to go out there, play free, play violent and do their thing similar to the giants. Um, and, and like, and now it's up to the offense to have to be able to manage, you know, people who are just like, Hey, I'm out here trying to make a play. And the chiefs are always going to get, um, you know, they're, they're still, well, they're, they're technically, they're still the Super Bowl champs. Right. So mm-hmm. they're always going to get people's, you know, a game, or especially if they're uh, considered a rival. So I think now it's just, they're not the chiefs of, last season definitely not the chiefs of you know a couple years ago yeah for sure well we'll see i don't want to jump ahead but you know there's somebody else coming for the afc i know right well let's jump (laughs) yeah so the ravens they uh also played on christmas and they won 33 to 19 against san francisco also a home game so we were actually like the only home game on christmas of like the home team won right (laughs) I was a little nervous. I was like, okay, Raiders. And I was like, man, I hope we don't. And we probably <laughs> were the game that people doubt. We were probably the team everyone doubted the most. They're like, we don't know who's going to show up today to the mm-hmm. Eagles. But I'm happy that they were able to stop their their three-game streak, uh, uh, losing streak. It's really sad that they lost that to Seattle because technically now they would have actually been number one, the number one seed. Um, but anyway, back to, back to the topic. Um, the Ravens, uh, they, they just look so dominant. Yeah. I feel <laughs> like the score, like it, the score to me is closer than what the game felt like. I agree. And, uh, just a little, a couple of stats, five interceptions were thrown, four of them by Brock Purdy and one of them by Darnold, Sam Darnold. Uh, <laughs> and I think two of those were in the end zone. I want to say two of them were in the end zone, but I'd have to double check. Yeah, I want to hear San Francisco fans, you know, what their excuses are now. You know, for us, it was, well, Purdy got hurt. Well, Purdy, Purdy just was Purdying. Yes, <laughs> yes. I thought it I was think that MVP just kind of slipped through his hands. You know, and that, that's I've been waiting for the the one game that they might have gotten their you know, their ego handed back to them. Like, do you know? And I was wondering if this was going to be the game, given that the Ravens have been so strong this season. And I think Lamar clearly made the case for MVP. And I don't think people had him really on the radar because everyone was has been favoring Dak, Christian McCaffrey, and Purdy. So it's nice to see that they actually are looking outside of just those three people that they love in the media uh, so much. Do you think that was just down to Christian and Lamar? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know that, that Barry Sanders did. I think he tweeted out that I think it was Barry Sanders tweeted out that like there might be a co MVP uh, situation. Uh, I think when he got the MVP, he it was co MVP with the quarterback. So it'll be interesting for sure to see. Um. But I haven't checked the standings yet. Like I haven't checked the standings lately, and it was interesting because I was I was on Instagram, but I'm trying to find the the post. But the stats between Jalen and Purdy aren't very um, different. Like aren't very uh, even the turnovers. Well, I guess he got a whole bunch. Yeah, four <laughs> last four in one game. Um, I think Jalen might have had two or three more turnovers, but. I, it was interesting because I was looking at the the, the post because it 
but it, it they weren't very far away from each other essentially mm-hmm. in terms of their of of what they've been doing. But I also will say that like San Francisco's putting up more points than the Eagles really are. So uh, that could be impacting the MVP race. So so according to Fox Sports, as of right now, Lamar is favored. Then you got Christian McCaffrey, Tua, Brock Purdy, Josh Allen. Then it goes Tyreek Hill, Dak Prescott. So Dak has fallen a fallen a, a lot. Um, but your one, two, three are Lamar, Christian, and Tua. That's interesting. That like about Tua. That's interesting. Um, we can jump to that game if you'd like. The Dolphins um, played. Uh... Well, just to tie a bow on the on the Niners, oh, sure. so as much you know, I I wasn't surprised. I thought the Ravens were going to win that game. Yeah, I did. I I don't know what it was. I, I guess I've just been watching them as the weeks have progressed. I just thought that the 49ers were going to have a hard hard time with their deep with the Ravens defense. So I wasn't surprised. Like you mentioned a little while ago, though, I was more annoyed as an Eagles fan that we let that Seattle game get get out of hand and we could be, you know, sitting at in the one seed. But um, I wasn't surprised, but also it doesn't make me fear the Niners any less in terms of the NFC. I still think the Niners are going to be the team to beat to get to the Super Bowl for, for the Eagles. Uh, yeah, yeah I, like I can definitely see that. I think I, I agree with you. I wasn't that I doubted Baltimore I just was curious what Baltimore was going to look like if their defense was going to let up um points because when they were playing the the Browns I believe they only like won by like a, a score like some of the their like earlier games this season they like kicked the field goal and it was over you know so some of it I was like hey who's going to show up but they you know they were told that they were underdogs and they were like oh oh are we and then they, right. <laughs> they had a big flex uh but yeah I think so I I I do think you know in the in the words of was it Christian McCaffrey that said um, you know they now showed us the blue coach forty nine ers showed the blueprints of beating the Eagles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess now the Ravens have shown the blueprints of beating San Francisco. So I don't. I, the reason why I can't in answer fairness to Christian, I think it was Bosa. I think that. Was oh, okay. <laughs> if that was Bosa, then cool. Like, then then. Then, like I already didn't like that. Right. I don't think Christian. He doesn't seem. He, doesn't he hasn't come across like that. Trash talking. Yeah, um, I think it was. I think it was. Uh, which makes a lot more sense to me because I was like, "Dang, Christian, what we do to you? You know, like you seem like just a nice person who just fast as heck, like <laughs> uh, fast and low to the ground." But I actually think that Debo is, to me, is the true MVP of that team. Uh, when he doesn't play, it's a very big challenge for them, even with McCaffrey in the game, because he gets the load. He yeah. gets, gets the workload. And so, and if you know that, you're just going to go after him. You're going to pounce on them every chance you can get. Sometimes so. he blocks for Christian McCaffrey. Exactly. So I, that's why, I, like, I actually think they're looking at the wrong person. But um, Debo is a team player. So shout out to him. He was a little, he was a little pissy, though, about... Um, <laughs> They're, they they are sore losers. They are they just oh, so you guys can be, you know, all they, like you know, oh, we're the greatest, we're this, we're that. But then when people talk about your quarterback, you don't want to go on their podcast anymore. Like 
you're taking a little too seriously at this point. Yeah, well, so moving on to, let's jump back a day to Christmas Eve, right? Yes. Was that the Dallas? Yes. Dallas and Miami game? <laughs> um, this too played out, I mean, it was a little nerve wracking towards the end, but I thought the Dolphins were going to win this game. I thought so too. I mean, I, I absolutely thought so. They, Dallas is a, a different team away from Jerry World. 100%. And um, the Dolphins really, they had something to play for. They're trying trying—they're trying to get the one seed as well. Right. Um, I just didn't, I thought it was going to be a shootout possibly. Mm-hmm. And it came down to the wire, but I didn't, I was not surprised that the, that the Dolphins came Absolutely out. Absolutely not. I, I had a feeling that the Dolphins were going to do that. The, the one thing I'll say is that when Dak was marching down the field at the very end of the game, it reminded me of our game in mm-hmm. Philly. Yeah. And uh, what was interesting that I thought was interesting is that, you know, they, they go up, they go up, what like what 19 or 20 to 19 or something like that. It was like, but I think they took the field goal. So it was like 19, it was 2019 Cow, uh, Cowboys. And it must've been like, what, maybe two minutes or three minutes left. And I was like, man, I really hope they get down the field and they're able to kick the field goal. Cause I, cause we don't know what the Eagles, we don't know if we're going to actually get down the field to actually do this. And so seeing like Miami just kind of progress, like, okay, cool. We're down, we're down, we're down. Okay. Boom. I was like, man, that must feel nice as a Miami fan to know that your team could probably walk down the field and just get that. Although, you know, I mean, well, first of all, I think the Eagles, what frustrated me about that Seattle game. I do have faith in my kicker. You needed 15 yards and Jalen played hero ball, airing it out, you know, trying to get, get the touchdown to AJ. But with the Dolphins game, even though I thought going into the game, the Dolphins were going to win. Why I got nervous at the end was the, the doggone commentators. They just kept talking about how yeah. the Dolphins kicker was clut, you know, it made, and I was like, if you don't shut up and this guy, you know, body think it's cute. Right. <laughs> I'm like, and, and, and we all know we all of us sports, we all know not to do it don't say it before like right. you know like you can say oh yeah this is like you could put their stats maybe after they kick it you say right. hey they've been perfect this whole season I, every time yeah I, yeah I thought it was gonna be the the sports the the commentator jinx um I I yeah, so I, I thought it was a good game to watch. Uh, it was interesting to see how the cheetah, Terry Kill, was trying to get out and around. And so when he finally got the touches in the second half, I was like, okay, they found a way to get it to him. And uh, yeah, so. I am looking probably. forward to the playoffs on the AFC side because I can watch mm-hmm. press. It is going to be so be enjoyable with those teams in it. Yes. While I'm like, build kind of on the other side. Yeah. Browns, uh, yeah, we're going to be holding our breath on this side, but for sure for the AFC, it's going to be really fun to watch those games. I totally agree with you. Okay, should we get into our game? Show sure enough. We were the only home team that won. Uh, Santa oh. loves Philadelphia. <laughs> Santa Claus loves Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia so the- loves Santa Claus. We don't do. believe the hype. Don't believe. Me don't too. believe every old news cast that they drag out at christmas <laughs> i know right <laughs> i know right um so a couple of highlights from this game one uh philly won 33 to 25 uh the big kind of comment or the big 
you know, stories that of the 25 points, I believe 15 of those were, were uh, scored by Giants defense. Yes. Um, and so one was a pick six. The other was a fumble. Yes. The other one was when Boston oh, shoot. was re- returning the ball and yeah. was it Zacchaeus that ran into him. So apparently he didn't run into him as much as he was pushed into him. Apparently I saw that happen in another game. Um, like maybe a week or two before that. And I was like, why did that player run into his own guy? And then they show the thing and they show like the, the defensive player pushing him. Okay. Into- Cause in real time, you know, at the game, it just, we were like, first of why all, why would you do that? As soon as it happened, you know, I, I turned my back to the field cause I don't want to see bad stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then I just listened to the crowd. <laughs> Let me tell you how my it mouth. There's a lot popped. of WTFs. <laughs> it was so crazy because it's like, yeah, like it was crazy. But yeah, I think hopefully next time, you know, Zacchaeus can kind of, I don't know, like they could do something better, maybe to control their bodies or control their their momentum. But apparently, that was the defensive player pushing him into uh, Boston. Okay. Boston got nailed though. (laughs) But it's still, I mean, it's just, we just keep hurting ourselves with these turnovers, however they may happen. You know, I know Dallas slipped on the pick six. um, So that's not necessarily Jalen's fault, but it's just, it's like, we just got this. I don't know what it is. And, um, but, you know, let's take those two plays out of it. I thought that the defense, clearly they, they played well um better because like well two like 15 of those like you, you can't help it if you give them the right. ball on the like one yard line right but um I thought what was funny is they they were giving uh Tommy DeVito the business so much so top. that they they sat him down they did they said all right we're gonna throw in Tyrod see if he doesn't which be I hate I don't know about you I hate when you get a new quarterback in the middle of the game, for it. you didn't prepare for it. And, it. and it always seems to throw the Eagles for. That's what happened in the Commanders-Jets game. Because the Jets were up on the Commanders. Up. They sat there. They sat uh bench. Sam Howell put in uh, Jacoby Brissett. And he went, they went off. They almost won that game against the Jets. Uh, so I think it's now I believe Jacoby and Tyrod are going to continue to play out um the games so curious how the commanders will be against san francisco this week and then against dallas but dallas is playing in dc but then dak owns the nfc east so i don't know how that'll play out but anyway back to our game i i just thought that was funny that they they because i was like because my sister's like she's a big giants fan she's like you guys gotta cheer you know cheer for like our quarterbacks and stuff we got two black quarterbacks in there and i was like Sam, I was like, Tommy DeVito's black. Like, <laughs> I thought it was Italian. <laughs> so I didn't see the, I didn't see uh, it until later. I was like, why do they keep flashing two? I was like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but anyway, they, they, they were, they, there's something going on between Saquon and uh, Daniel Jones. And because Saquon, when he got the ball, he was moving. He, they were, he was going, he was gone. Um, well, for the most part, like he, Clearly didn't do a, too much damage, but there's something going on in that Giants organization between Saquon and Daniel Jones. And I, I can't quite figure that out. Blake, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. <laughs> I don't either, you know, but I do. 
but for <laughs> you know it's you kind It's of that I wish that Saquon could get free. Um, no, and unless he was with us, nobody else in the NFC East. But right, go I to wish the he AFC. was on a better. I wish he was on a better team. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he should go over to to help out Kansas City a little bit. Um, <laughs> Patrick needs a receiver. He needs he does. receivers. He really does. But they need a, they need a, some another running back. Because yeah. Pacheco can't take all these hits. Like, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, also, what was interesting is we got to see more Swift. You know, it was a, a Swift Christmas, so and that was nice. Were you? Could you guys hear at home the the? Fame? I couldn't hear it, but I definitely heard that y'all were chanting "Run the ball" because it didn't make sense. It it didn't make. We were running the ball, and then it was like, why do we keep Stopped. forgetting? that we can run the ball. And so I know that I think Jalen has commented. I think Brian Johnson has commented on the fans being loud during the offense, which I understand because yeah. the, the guy in front of me laughed at me when I told everybody to shut the bleep up because every, it was too loud on offense, but it's because everyone is frustrated, mm -hmm. you know, and they want you to just run the stupid ball, <laughs> run the ball more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, uh, I agree. Like, I don't want to say I disagree, but I do feel like sometimes it just can, can become obnoxious. And it's like, oh, that I mean, that's isn't that the definition of a Philadelphia sports? Game? And that's like the that's the bad part of it, because <laughs> after a while, you're just like, it's it's frustrating. But this is an 11 win team and they won three. They won three out of what the I'm going to say the five in the in the ringer. So I'm not. I think that there's definitely something going on with our offense and our play calling. But good Lord, let them play. <laughs> we can't do hear each think, other. Do you think, you know, they, again, AJ Brown didn't want to speak to the media um, after the game. He did say that he thought Devante answered all of the questions or whatever. Um, it's crazy that Devante has been like the most mature person in not most mature but a, another mature voice in the locker room yeah do you think there is do you think we need to really be worried about um our number one receivers attitude going forward no. I just think I just think that they wanted to I think they really want to have a clean complete game and it just pisses them off when something that like could be avoided is is not you know and so I, I think it was just more frustration to see the two plays that the Giants made but they've been saying this all season we're and they're mad the last yeah. two weeks and, and they're mad I think that's what it is they're like up to here like they keep being like we're gonna come out we're gonna come out and it's not showing up and so it's kind of like um trying to think like it's it's it, I understand I can get the frustration because it's but I think at this point they might be in their heads and it's but I also think that there might be something going on back here so then it, if it's not about preparation in terms of the players then it's it, it's it's got to be the coaching right it's that you know you're getting out coached every week or we're gonna we're gonna see I I think we're gonna see something some changes on the off during off season, like yeah, I, I you can't like you can't deny that 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 something has to change there. No. All right. Well, I'm not worried. Um, it's starting to feel a little bit more like there's frustration about the way things are 
because this is like look it's a new coordinator even though he's been in the the, the the organization before and they were used to seeing Shane and Shane was with us for a couple like what two years so it's like you kind of get used to that and then you get a switch and now we're doing things a little differently and this guy's new to this so part of it feels on both I think the team is just like trying to function with the new coordinators and it just doesn't seem like either one of them is working out I give the defense I guess more grace than the offense because the defense has the the personnel has changed more but basically your offense is is what you is what you had last year and they're just not creative. They're not creative with their with the play calling. And like they were more, much better to me than they have been <laughs> for sure. But um, it's still I I can I I think the frustration to me is starting to show. But it's it feels like there's something going on between the co- with the coaching and those players. Yeah. Well, we got our old coach, a familiar face will be coming back to the link on New Year's Eve and Jonathan Gannon and the Arizona Cardinals. So hopefully the birds will just <laughs> take care of business. Maybe Jonathan will coach like he coached the Super Bowl, but um, I'm so not. I, I heard. I don't know. hold grudges. <laughs> well, if they had beat the, the Cowboys, then we would have been even Steven, but, but we're not. Um now the cards uh, or Nick Nick Han- Nick Cannon oh my gosh Nick Sirianni <laughs> said <laughs> Nick Nick Sirianni uh, he did make a comment that although like he's cool with Jonathan which is him the best uh, he does want to make it as uncomfortable as possible for him at the link all right and, like, so uncomfortable that he does not want to come back here <laughs> and I was like dang and but I thought but he was like I think we're already there based on the Eagles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so yeah, so I think that's the, that's what's again, we just need, we need this team to show, we, we can talk all that talk. We need to back it up on Sunday. I think that I'm hopeful. Like I'm very hopeful that, that, that it'll be what we're hopefully expecting, like what we want to see, you know, like a really great offensive game defense shuts them down. Uh, Kyler Murray is a thing, so we, we do have to account for him. But, um, but yeah, hopefully it's going to be just take care of business, get ready to see the Giants again. Oh, I did want to make a point, though, about seeing a team twice mm-hmm. in the season. And I kind of <laughs> – what do you think about, like, the Giants' effort? It feels like they were, like, pushing everything at us. And I'm curious if what we see in – like not like next week will be interest like we'll be like like they're kind of they they tried and they're like kind of like operating on zero. No, I think the Giants hate us. They okay. hate us. There is so much bad blood really on their side that I think they will if 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 for nothing else they want to be a spoiler in some capacity. Okay. Us, you know, so I think I actually think the commanders are more like that than the than the Giants, but maybe it's just because of my view. Yeah, I just I think the Giants can't stand. They, I think it goes back. There was um the season where didn't we didn't Doug when Dougie P was our coach, we lost a game because it didn't matter to us. It was something, and then it and it pissed the Giants off. I think they're pissed off that we got Devonte Smith right before they remember Dallas <laughs> traded the pick with us, and we got. I I just think there's some. Bad blood. 
<clears throat> I mean, because Dayball is new. Like, he wasn't really there. And maybe Wink Martindale. But even then, like, Kelsey, like, they were giving each other flowers this past week. So, I don't, I don't know. I know. Maybe because, like, I just don't. I, to me, the Giants. But also, Tyrod Taylor is going to be playing for yeah. a paycheck somewhere else or with the Giants, you know. Yeah. And he made a really nice long pass. So, I was just wondering, like, like do they show up feeling more confident because they feel like they almost won that game? Or did they give everything they had and and it kind of is not demoralizing, but it's like we tried and like everything we had. It's also their last home game. So like yeah. I think they'll play. Yeah. It'll be but going back to this week, you know, you got Dallas playing Detroit on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, it is in Dallas. But I'm hoping Dan Campbell can rev up his team because if if the, the Lions could take care of business and the birds take care of business, then you know that final week we're not as stressed out. The only thing is because of strength of because of the strength of the wins for the Lions, we would be number three if both of us won out. If the Lions and and we like won out. So we want the Cowboys to beat the Lions? Yeah, kind of sorta. Because if oh. if they I know if the Lions if the Lions take this L, then we get number two. Wait, did we play the Lions this year? No. We didn't play them. Okay. Which I was like, because we they didn't like other teams. I don't think the did Dallas play Kansas City? Because I don't think they played Kansas City. She's I can't remember a thing. Shoot, I don't have no <laughs> look, look, look. This is actually let me take that off the let me take that off the because I know we played the AFC North or whatever it's called. Like because right, we played the Bills, the called. Dolphins, the Chiefs. And the Jets. And the Jets. Yep. But I don't even know what that like, yeah, we have to look at the thing. But yeah. basically, we kind of sort of would prefer Dallas to win. Um okay. well I'm glad but, you told me. And that's all I, I don't even know how to do I would it. prefer to even the three seed to having to root for Dallas win. Um, but yeah. Interesting. I think I they're never... I think the, the Lions last game, I think it's the Vikings. So it's kind of like I mean Justin Jefferson could try to be a spoiler. He hmm. can catch anything. He's the one that got away, by the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Every time I see him, I'm like absolutely the one okay all right cool so with uh san francisco they're gonna see the commanders uh it the last game for san francisco is the rams uh so uh san francisco even if they still uh if they went out these last two games they're still going to be number one um since they have the tiebreaker and then we've got dallas and then dallas is playing the commanders in dc uh but so i mean we we're, we're in the playoffs and it well, basically, as long as we take care of business, we'll be the two seed. Yeah, two, two or three. Okay, but I'm not like I just don't want to be the five seed, right? And because I and I, I've been saying this, and maybe it'll I'm wrong, but like being the number one seed in this NFC, I just think you're gonna have to play. Like, likely you're gonna have to play Dallas. <laughs> And then you're going to have to play either the Lions or the Eagles. I don't think that that's an easy way to go. But then you have a break. You got a a one-week break, so you can prepare very well. Awesome. So last story about the NFL that happened, like, literally today, we we got news about Russell Wilson. 
he apparently is being benched for the rest of the season because uh, there's there's like one line that they want to check out the quarterback they have as the backup. The other line is that they've been negotiating with him for two months, trying to get him not to, uh, he gets guaranteed money based on um, this injury clause in his contract. And he, I guess, earned, I think he'd earned 24, Four million guaranteed, and but it goes up thirty-seven million guaranteed if he um, is able to pass a physical in March. So they were like, "Well, it's always about the money. It has nothing to do with nothing out the quarterback. Absolutely not." So it's interesting. Uh, I think he went six and three since that one and five start. They went six and three, and um, and so it's uh, so it'll be interesting to see where where uh, number three will land. That's just, I mean. Do you think Russell Wilson's a Hall of Famer? I gotta see the stats. Okay, just because he he's had one Super Bowl. That's the that's my only thing. And yeah. we have he hasn't seen the Super Bowl since he was a youngin. Should have been two, but it just seems like he's had an I would say a, a, a illustrious career. Like for a he's had a good like career. This. Yeah, yeah. To end like this, he's made like Seattle. I remember a time when Eagles fans wanted Russell Wilson. Yes, I do remember that time. But I, I do think that there's something about, I think he needs to go to a team that puts defense first. And like, as long as I get you 20 or 21 points, 22 points, you straight, you know. Kind of like at the end of Peyton's career with the Broncos. <laughs> it's, I just don't, I don't think he's not going to, he's not the guy that's going to like, be like, I'm going to win this game regardless of whatever happens. I mean, because he's 35 years old. And yeah. I think, uh, you know, so I'm curious if, if he'll go start somewhere else or I think he kind of, I think you should go out on top. <laughs> yeah. But is this going out on top, getting benched for the last two games of the season? Well, he's, the, he has still juice left in the tank. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't get that contract off of nothing. So he's going to get his money anyway. And I think the the overall perception is he, he this is a bad he got screwed. Yes. Yeah. Strong this isn't, is not looking favorable in this instance. Well, I don't I think I don't know if he just got out of the running for coach of the year. Because <laughs> all the yelling at poor Russell and everything. I don't think he was ever in the running. But <laughs> <laughs> the way they turned it around, they were all like, uh, maybe. And I was like, please, it's gotta be Dan Campbell like it has to be him uh yeah so anyway so russell will be likely somewhere else um i mean he could be like joe flacco though i mean joe flacco is just like killing people right now like but is this like you know how you know at the last your, your last moments of life you have like this sudden burst of energy no like, do you no you think this is sustainable for joe cool no I mean, it's it's a great story but it's a nick Foles. This is a Nick Foles story. No, do not compare him to Saint Nick. <laughs> Nick is completely different. <laughs> completely Nick was, different. Nick, Nick is not. Is Saint not a Nick almost bailed us out two seasons in a row if Alshon had caught that ball in New Orleans. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, I just think he's he came in to do a job, and I don't I don't think that you need to keep him on the role, like payroll or anything. But he's definitely doing his job, like. Just crushing it, but yeah. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe, maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe Russell will go to the Patriots. 
Sierra, Sierra is not trying to move the not family. Not trying to go to Boston. No. She don't want to go to Boston. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's cold in Seattle mm -hmm. or Denver. Denver. But Denver, I mean, it's still it's got some type of um, I don't know cachet. Like, that I do not see in Can we get to the Falcons? That would be nice. Or 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 Carolina. That's that's. <laughs> Awesome. Okay, cool. Just quickly, just touching on basketball. Uh, the Timber did you get to see the Timberwolves game? The one, the Timberwolves Phillies Phil uh seventy sixer game. Um, that it was, was a while back, right? That was when a Anthony Edwards said he doesn't know how the Sixers lose any games with Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> he said he said I don't know, I don't know how they lose a game. <laughs> I, I, I watched that game hard because I was like, dang, like they're like Sixers look just they're balling and they look so good and uh what was funny is someone said that joel was like offended that people kept on talking about how great rudy gobert and his defensive play is so he was like i'm gonna attack him every <laughs> rudy man like he's straight <laughs> he has no friends so yeah, so but that was interesting for sure to see. Uh, them they they just played such a great game against the Timberwolves. Uh, but during the next game, uh, Embiid Embiid he rolled his ankle. We yeah. all saw it, and so he sat out of the Christmas game, and he also has been sitting out the last two games. And so far, Tobias Harris has kind of shown up a bit. Um, so he's he's one and one without Joel. They they beat what was that Portland last night, right? Uh, or I thought it was early. No, no, you're right. We lost to Port. They lost to Portland. Beat the Magic last night. Yeah, and that was an interesting game too to see. Um, and it's funny without Joel, everyone is doubling Maxi. So now, like you got D'Anthony Melton. He was like he, he couldn't miss from the three the three point line. Couldn't and my miss. boy B Ball Paul had some B hands. Ball Paul. That was a really leg. cool pass. Yeah, <laughs> it was a really cool pass. Like that's that is essentially why you are called B Ball Paul. <laughs> but it was a, it's all it's it, it's always fun to watch them. It's fun to watch them now. They just look so much lighter and happier, and they just kind of go out there. Um, and they no one's like really being a ball hog. Yeah, no one's being a ball hog. Mm -hmm. But I will say, Joel, like he he just wasn't missing from the top of the key, like or the or the even the corners of the key. Like I was just so I was like Im so impressed by Joel last couple of games that I've been watching when he's I'm still protecting my heart, Alana. I'm still I I'm just protecting. No, we're just gonna enjoy that. We're just gonna enjoy it. Stay in the moment. We Don't get the April, deep. right? But yes, I'll in, I'm enjoying the ride. Exactly. I'm just enjoy the moment. Just enjoy. We're not going to prof prophesize not a damn thing. Mm -mm. All we know right now is that the Eagles are in the playoffs, <laughs> and that, that's all we got. <laughs> that's all my. That's all my. Uh, my emotions can handle. Awesome. <laughs> so you know, I got to ask some questions. All right. Um, who would you like to throw a drink at? Hmm. Any of these sports. See, it's weird when you're having a good week. Dallas loses, San Fran loses, and the Eagles win. Right, that's beautiful. Um, so I'll just throw one at Dallas just cause. <laughs> just, just because. Just because. Just because. Yeah, just because. Um, I want to throw mine at Sean Payton for the way he talked to Russell on the side. Okay. I okay. don't like that. Yeah. Um, And 
any any really good dramatic stories? I mean, Jonathan Cannon comes back to the Eagles. Like any other good storylines? Well, the uh, drama is, you know, in our Eagles locker room. What the heck's yeah, going on? And why doesn't AJ want to talk? What's he really thinking? What are the guys thinking? Where's 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 Sean Desai? We don't. Apparently, my friend told me that Fletcher Cox um, was on a podcast interview, and he didn't say he said things. He didn't say things, but he did. Apparently, the the gist of it was. Fletcher Cox would have preferred Matt Patricia uh, a bit sooner. Oh, okay. I think the story is right that people like him, but they just didn't totally buy into what he was selling. Interesting. They, I think they have, they like, apparently, I guess Patricia is a little bit more. Anyway. All right. Um, the dramatic storylines, of, of course, about figuring out the playoffs and stuff like that. Um, there was a little drama with San Francisco because Brock Purdy came out because he had a stinger. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he apparently got that the last game, but he was playing through it until he got knocked down and he was like, oh no, I, I can't, fi I can't finish. So Donald actually was like, let them down the field and they, <laughs> he, they got a touchdown when he jumped right in. Um, but I, I think that was because he was well rested mm -hmm. and that defense was not, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> awesome. All right, let's go into reality TV because there are a couple stories um of that like we gotta talk about this 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 Beverly Hills episode that okay. happened last week. They didn't have one this week, uh, but just just in, in general, uh Anne Marie, she is catching a lot of heat uh because of her comments about Sutton and uh, Sutton's health. I think she should. It's none of her business. It's not her business. And to try to, like, and people have said she's weaponizing her medical degree. What to, in, I think he's, she's a nurse anesthesiologist. I don't think she's a doctor. But um, both Dr. <laughs> Tiffany from Dallas and Dr. Nicole from Miami commented that they were disappointed um, about how Anna Marie, Anna Marie, you know, spoke um, <laughs> to Sutton and about Sutton. So... Is, is Anna Maria one and done, or do you think they're going to give her a redemption season? I mean, I would like her to be one and done. I don't like her. <laughs> I wonder if she's like one of those, those that they try too hard the first season, but then the second season they get, they, they get better just because they've relaxed and they, they're not trying to be so. I don't fun. know. I just feel like I know her and I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> like I know that chick and I don't. They should have done her as a friend of this season instead of making her a full housewife. Uh, but maybe the maybe the the tape is so good that they were like, yeah, we got. And, and you're right. Maybe she'll get better. But like you come out that strong and with people that you don't really know, it's just it it's was. Eternal. Yeah, we we're like we were all up in arms for that. Uh, so there is um, there during the episode, Sutton went on a date. <laughs> that was awkward, man. I that had to embarrassment. Yeah, it, it and she just her face looked like she's like, look, I don't want to do this. <laughs> but he talked a lot about his mom, so I'm curious if like that's just a lot of editing, um, of course. But like a lot of a lot of mom stories. Yeah, at fifty something years old. Uh, and so then this has been this was probably by far my favorite scene the entire season was Garcelle. Erica and Sutton. They were having fun. Oh, so 
This is the trio. They were having fun. And that's what I want to see. And I get people want drama, but I kind of want to see people have a good time and get along. Because you could be shady, like they were talking about Denise and her $7 OnlyFans, right. which, by the way, let, can, we need to pause and talk about that part too, because I was kind of confused. But I just thought it was funny. It was fun to see them giggle and laugh and kiki and like tell like and tell these stories. I I, I like it when we can get that side, not just it's like the movies. commercial for Potomac when Giselle says, "Can we get back to the lightweight shade?" <laughs> like lightweight shade, yeah. <laughs> okay, please tell me about this OnlyFans situation. Like how, mm-hmm. like the seven dollars. <laughs> All I know is it's very graphic. For for nine dollars, I heard. I, I listened to a different podcast, and the host bought the bundle so we don't have to. And he said he saw everything of Denise Richards for nine dollars. I don't Is know, it like current Denise Richards or like Wild Things Denise. Richards? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Because I think that's that that, but she's like gorgeous and stuff, so I'm sure it's fine. I mean, everybody to each his own. But uh, you wow. got to be prepared when you're on a show like this for it to come to get thrown back in your face. Woo, it, sure, it sure did. Uh, before they before Taco Tuesday at Crystal's house uh, happened, uh, I guess on the way, Dorbeat, you know, shared a couple of observations. About Kyle's friendship with Morgan Wade. Mm hmm. And she's like, well, what happened? You know, I think we talked a little bit about this last time that Kyle just is so passive aggressive she just she didn't say it or Dorit's acting like she doesn't know why they, they're not talking and all that stuff um yeah I think and you know Dorit is my is not my favorite person she might be my least favorite housewife on the show really? but I get yeah I don't like Dorit and I, I know her too and I don't like her <laughs> but <laughs> um I get if you think you know you at least you think you're besties with somebody and you don't know about major career changes. Kyle's doing a TV show and tattoos and tattooing somebody else's body, man or woman. You would just think your best friend would tell you this. So I get why she's in her I, I definitely or confused that. to say the least about what's going on. And that to me is why Kyle's not truly a friend to these women because she can't deal with conflict. Um, like she won't, she's not able to resolve the conflict and then become, be friends, like continue it in a way that feels authentic. And if you had a problem with Dorit and she's been your bestie for seven years, like why couldn't you have just like- Or maybe not even have a problem. She just might not, she's a sh- not ashamed, but in, for whatever reason, doesn't want to share certain things with Dorit, you don't have to be um, <clears throat> defensive about it, just honest and just yeah. say, you know, and because yeah. I will give, because you're right, I'm, now I'm thinking, who's my least? No, Dorit is my least, and then it's Kyle. I have to give Kyle some grace of losing her, a childhood best friend, mm-hmm. suicide, that absolutely can throw you for a loop. It does, yeah, it will. But you also would hope that someone even in their moments, if if you're really close to someone, can even can say, "Look, I need a minute. Mm-hmm. I'm not myself. I'm not mm-hmm. doing well." And maybe we do know that these producers edit things in certain ways. Yes. But 
you would think if she's that close to Dorit, Dorit would know that she's going, she's going through it right. and it and is, is acting out in like kind of, I don't want to say crazy ways, but um, uncharacteristically. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I thought, I thought it was interesting. I, I thought it's at least Dorit, like she brought up on camera to talk through it. And I still don't feel like there's a lot of resolve there, but hopefully we'll get, we'll see what happens, I guess, for the rest of the, the series the, the the series and the cash trip uh so let's get into taco tuesday okay crystal for the for, for real for real she's the plug like she knows everybody she did will you keep bill burr's the, wife being there bill burr's i wife. love bill burr. i was freaking out <laughs> i was like bill burr's wife are you kidding me and none of them, none of them batted an eye. They was like, oh, okay. Like, they didn't know that this is like. I didn't like them using her to start mess, though. I was like, don't be using her <laughs> to start this mess. Like, and girl, you just just stepped right in it. Like, right. girl, don't you know this show? Like, you got to calm down. <laughs> bring it down a level. Um, anyway, end up in your man's act. <laughs> I'll let you fill it. I'll let, I'll let you uh, fill in. <laughs> But basically, on Taco Tuesday, before uh, Sutton arrived, uh, Dorit and Kyle were like, oh, how are you? Who are you? Blah, blah, blah. And they were going back and forth. And then uh, Dorit brought up Magic Mike, the experience they had. And she's like, yeah, I had a great experience at it. And they're like, oh, you did? Because there another woman who's coming, she didn't have such a great experience about, uh, so with unnecessary. it. So they basically set up Nia who's Bill's, Bill Burr's, the, the comedian's wife, to essentially ask Sutton, like, why didn't she like Magic Mike? Because she liked Magic Mike. Why didn't you like Magic Mike? To bring it back up around these women. And then at this point, Taco Tuesday isn't just the cast of Beverly Hills. We're talking about probably, I think I saw maybe five to seven more women yeah. Yeah. sitting there. I in the room. And, and they all were just watching, weren't they? They like, were sipping their wine. Oh. And one thing that um to add, so back when uh Garcelle, Sutton, and Erica went out, mm -hmm. they were having a good time. Garcelle laughingly in a lighthearted way says that Sutton made out with her driver. Yes. Right. And in that moment, I think it was okay. It was the three of Sutton kind of teased, you know, why'd you bring it up? But didn't seem offended. Erica let everybody laugh, right? But then I think it was Erica that talked about how good of a time they had to Doreen. Yeah. Doreen was all upset. Yeah. That she didn't get invited. I'm like, Doreen, Garcelle don't like you. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> so, and then mm -hmm. Erica, again, in a lighthearted way, mentions Sutton making out with the driver. Sutton yeah. still isn't offended, just kind of says you screamed it across the room. But I think the way you looked at it, even though Erica might have said it loudly, it was still the core. Right. Group. It was right? friendly. It, it was, was, it was right. a friendly and way. And it's the core group. And this is why I can't stand Dorit. So mm -hmm. then she brings it up when Sutton is trying to explain to these women that she does not know that she didn't like Magic Mike because Erica being spread eagle with a man's face in her crotch made her uncomfortable. Dorit goes, but you made out with your driver. Exactly. And to act like you could equate what Erica did to what she did, which she's and, and Garcelle was right. You just trying to embarrass her. You are the people that don't know her. Whereas when Garcelle did it, even and Garcelle even ended up apologizing for like starting. But when when Garcelle did it, she thought she was in a safe space. I think when Erica did it, she thought it was a safe space. Right. It reads it. She is. <laughs> she really was just. She was. She's and like, then. 
And then she, you know, clutches her pearls and Garcelle, you're attacking me. And I'm glad Garcelle called her on her stuff, right? Yes. You can't stop saying I attacked her. And Erica Jane keeps climbing up my charts. I know. She She's was like, back. you know, a white woman says a black woman attacks her. It is different. And if Dory doesn't understand that, she needs to. Because <laughs> I'm tired of them making, gar not them, it's all, it's Dorit. It and is. Sometimes Kyle, which is why I can't stay, you know, I don't like them, yes. but it's Dorit trying to make Garcelle look like the angry black woman. Exactly. And then going, Garcelle, if you don't like me, then stop acting like you do. Well, Garcelle, she's a woman with some class. So mm -hmm. she, she tries to get along, go along mm -hmm. with along. Mm -hmm. you do have privilege and it shows all the time regardless of race it's just the, the thing is it, in two things as you were talking one we had fight number one was between Sutton I guess Dorit that they brought it up yeah. so fight number two then kicks off between Garcelle and Dorit because Garcelle called out Dorit about you know, using it to hurt or embarrass Sutton mm -hmm. instead of it being something light but what I thought was interesting is that uh, one They've told us multiple times now that all the housewives have to go through like sensitivity, bias training, diversity training, all that stuff. And they are told trigger words. But maybe Dorit just like skips past it like most of us do on sometimes with our required learning um, initiatives <laughs> for our jobs. But like you can't tell me that you did not know because this has been an issue with you for the last few seasons since she's joined. When you like we're cocking your head all to the side and we had to explain it to you then the thing that she when and I love when Garcelle she was like explain it to me she was like no yeah. I don't have to explain it to you and I love it because it's it's like you guys got to ed educate educate yourselves like at this point there's too many there's too many documentaries there's too many books you know, they're not throwing, they're not burning books in California. Like there's too much information out here to continue to act like somebody of color has to explain to you why what you just said was inappropriate. And it's so interesting. I was listening to a, another podcast that talk, that does Bravo shows and it's not very diverse. I don't know if the listeners are very diverse and the host was saying, you know, this would have been an excellent opportunity for Garcelle to educate Dorit. And I was like, I was wishing I had listened to it when it was live to say, no, no, that's not how it works. It's not her job. Like, we, we do not have to con constantly educate those that want to, um, it's like the microaggressions that they want to yes. throw on a daily basis. We've been watching Dorit do this to Garcelle since they were, since they were both on the show. Started. Since it, and then when um the whole bubble comment, she thinks it's cute to do her Instagram posts about, oh, I'm in a bubble, this love bubble. And then she posts uh, the black woman on her Instagram feed. Think like, oh, I got a black friend. I was just like, you know, everyone saw through it. Everyone's like, stop it to read. And of course you do have commenters that are like, Garcelle, stop making it about race. But it's it's not that it's, a, it, it's the problem is, is that it's a microaggression mm -hmm. and and what they don't like people don't understand is like when you're trying to characterize somebody to, to the stereotype she's very aware of how she's going to come across on tv yep so she doesn't want that narrative of attacking dorit she wants the narrative of she stood up for sutton that's what she did she didn't attack her what you did was you really attacked Sutton. I mean, Sutton, be honest, but that, right. that that's two different things. And Garcelle has a career. Dorit does not. She's like producing movies, starring in movies, um, starring on shows. Yes. Like she has, she is booked and busy, honey. And then 
Dorit throws Erica under the bus. Girl, she was so embarrassed. Dorit was like, okay, I want this off of me. Right. So now I'm going to pivot gonna start, to you. Start stuff with Erica and, and Denise. And I wish somebody else, I wish they would, the other women, it doesn't have to be, so it doesn't have to be Garcelle, will call Dorit out on her crap. I I would agree with you. And, but I do think that maybe Erica was doing her a solid to be like, all right, Denise, what, what's the problem so that we can wrap this up? And I don't think that Dorit... And of course, gets... and also remember, Dorit leaves, though. She yes, she's all upset. Out of the house. Yeah, she's she's all upset, so she leaves. Um, hopefully this will be her last season because I, I, too, am tired of Dorit. Um, Denise versus Erica, fight number three. And, and Denise, the, the, Erica's like, again, like, uh, like what, what is going on that we're not cool or whatever? And, you know, Denise is constantly going back to, you know what you did, you know what you did, blah, blah, blah. And then Erica just let her have it. And I was, I was Kim Richards. And that, when, when they were going back and forth and Kim was sipping the wine, <laughs> like, oh shit. Like, she was like, I was like, I'm her. Cause this and is, I, I like rooting for Denise, but this time I was like, she was wrong. You put, you, you're wrong. You did, like you, you did it. Let it go. You poked the bear one too many times. I love what Erica was like. Have you met me? Like you think I'm not gonna? You think I'm not gonna bring up OnlyFans? Have you? Met How's your daughter me? doing? Does she make more right. money than you? I was like, oh, oh god. And so Erica brings up this. Sammy is only has OnlyFans, which oh my, because I was thinking, oh my goodness. I was surprised Garcelle and surprised and happy that Garcelle didn't tell Denise in the car that Erica had brought up her OnlyFans, right? So I was like, all right, cool. I thought that's what she was going to do. I thought that's what Erica was going to drop on Denise, but she went even lower and brought up the kid. I mean, she's not a kid anymore. She's a grown woman, but her daughter being on OnlyFans. And then, then the implication of who made more money than you, than everybody knows Denise is on it too. It was just so, it was like a, a train. That was classic, that was classic Erica Jane. You know, I, I, I've, I, she's actually been my favorite housewife up into, I guess, last season or whatever the, the whole legal stuff started. So mm -hmm. I guess it might've been the season before last, whenever the, all that legal stuff came in, like yeah. she'd have been my favorite like housewife. Cause I felt like she was just the realist. Like she just, she didn't say very, she wasn't like over the top she seemed like a genuine like just a friend a girl's girl wants to have fun uh and then this whole legal mess made her like she just was so entitled and you're like look girl, you're very defensive 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 but man oh man she is climbing right back up into my heart um <laughs> and denise had nothing nothing is that how the show ended i can't remember it ended on them it ended on them. So uh so next week hopefully we'll we'll see the the that all wrapped up and where they go from there. I wonder how Garcelle feels, you know, starting rekindling her friendship with Erica, but being cool with Denise. Like she but she Garcelle kind of said, you know, when they were when they were all out, she Suttoning and Erica. Erica said, you know, if she comes at me again, you know, I've she done did. all I can do. And Garcelle was like, you know, I acknowledge that. Yeah. And I think with Denise, she told her, like, you got to say why. And I, I even think, I think in that conversation, she was like, but she needs to know why, like what's going on. And, and that if she already apologized for it, like what else is there? What else do you want? 
And I, and so I think, I think Garcelle usually tries to stand on the side of like, right. And not just blind loyalty. And, but she's gentle with her friends. I think she's like, we're friends, but you need to know this, which is what you want. You want a good girlfriend that's going to be like that. Yeah. I'm excited to see what's, what, how this all is going to unfold though. Okay. Do you have five, like five more seconds to talk about Dr. Jackie? Have you heard of all this controversy with Dr. Jackie? I've heard. Dr. Jackie is one of the cast members for Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine, everyone thinks it's like, it it, it serves every season. Um, it's I, I tried to go back and to do a rewatch, but the first season was a little tough for me to get through. Uh, I still technically I haven't finished it, so I'm gonna try just to move on. To, I'm gonna try to move on to season two. Um, the Dr. Jackie, uh, she is an OBGYN, and uh, she deals and on the show. They actually show her like being caring for patients and stuff like that. She is she does not have children because she is a double breast can- breast can- how do you say it like double breast ca- cancer survivor a double su- well a breast cancer survivor. She, I think she had it in both of her her breasts and um and so she's like really passionate about that so two years ago dr dr jackie made a comment um on dr heavenly who's another cast member but she's a a dentist she's a dentist yeah uh but dentists make money we were i was talking to somebody about that i was like if i had to do this again i'd get out the chisel and and the hammer uh (laughs) (laughs) um but anyway, so, so uh, they were on the on podcast and they were talking about, I guess, Black women health. And Dr. Jackie made some comments about how Black women that are pregnant, uh, sometimes they're really dramatic. They cry and they're crying wolf. And so people, these doctors don't want to you know, take them seriously because they keep kind of commenting and like complaining. And it's not that big of a deal. And mm-hmm. so she was on a on a on a uh, conversation, I guess, with our current vice president, uh, Kamala Harris. Yes. And they're having a conversation about black women and mortality around pregnancy. And the mortality rates are like three to four times as, um, of our like white or Caucasian counterparts. Uh, so Dr. Jackie, her comments resurfaced, I guess, in, in, the, in the midst of all of this. And um, it did not, it was not great for her uh, on the internet. Of course not. Of there course. there was only I I followed this one account called well I follow multiple accounts but this is called I think Biwig Hello Drama I think it's called um I'll I'll write it better in the comment in the card <laughs> but she said that she only could find one video from a former Dr. Jackie patient um and that patient did, did feel like Dr. Jackie wasn't very considerate um, made her induce because she thought um because Dr. Jackie said that the the baby had a low birth weight. Uh, so she was induced at forty two weeks. She didn't get the full the her full term of present pregnancy. and um and she said it was really traumatic. She had like seventeen hours of trying to induce labor, then ended up having to get a c-section and was doing all of this in the midst and didn't really know what was going on. So it was a very traumatic experience. And so uh, so she actually, Dr. Jackie had come out with like a statement and it was a public statement where she didn't really apologize as much as she was trying to clarify that like, that's not how she feels. That's not how she moves. Uh, but then everyone criticized that one <laughs> and she came out with the Instagram live video or like whatever it is. I, I guess she went on live on Instagram or whatever. Uh-huh. 
and she was a lot more tearful. She really like was like, I'm very sorry. Like, like she apologized for what, what was going on. So all of that being said, um, yeah, Dr. Jackie is catching a lot of heat. I don't, I mean, she should like, this is a, a educated woman and we all, not we all, but many of us, especially black women know the issues that black women face um, in childbirth. And this is, this is her field. Like I'm not a doctor, like, like you know, exactly. but to be so insensitive, like, yes, maybe there are women that are dramatic. Maybe they're just scared. Yeah. I'm a hypochondriac. Every yeah. time I got a scratchy throat, I think I have COVID, but like maybe show people <laughs> some, we, we often talk about showing people grace, but just being sensitive. What's up with bedside manner for for doctors, but also to say it out loud, like, are you kidding me? Are we not again behind the eight ball enough that, you know, our own are talking badly about us? She deserves everything she gets. I thought it was weird to hear her say that, knowing how into health and into trying to be a great OBGYN for people that I ever had remembered her to be. But she also was like really into people losing weight and stuff and calling people fat, which I always, I always thought that was a little bit over the top for me. Right. Like, like people's bodies are their bodies. And if they want to do what they're doing, that's fine. Um, but she, so she comes across a bit old school, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was disappointed. Uh, Cause I, I like Dr. Jackie. I, but it, I, I, I haven't watched this show though in a very long time. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's yeah. when that old school bumps up against, you know, new age technology and you're running your mouth and people, you know, the internet lives forever. And that's like, that's why I like, I do edit the podcast in case I say some ra- like reckless stuff or like you say so. <laughs> and you one day run for president. I run for president. <laughs> they bring up my comments. <laughs> she said, Christian McCaffrey. No, but I, I think <laughs> a little San Francisco. I want to be, I want to, uh, what, stand on business. If I said it, I said it. And right. that's how I felt about it, you know, but um, the internet does live forever. So you have to be careful about what you say and more thoughtful about it. But but Dr. Heavenly in the clip, she's like, oh no, no, I didn't have that experience. <laughs> Heavenly did not want the smoke. She did not want that smoke. Um awesome. Well, uh, I don't know if you're watching Housewives of Miami, but they going through it on that show. So uh, maybe you'll get caught up over the break and we could chat about it next week. Absolutely. I tried to I fell asleep on it yesterday they are so wild off that they had a new episode they had a new episode this week yeah oh yeah. okay came on after because after the sixers game no now am i dreaming it they did have a new episode i was going to turn to it after the sixers game i fell asleep on the sixers remember i told okay. you I looked at the infomercials so yes. i missed miami but yeah they had a new okay. episode but then let me check it out. like nine or ten or something like that let me check that one out and then the other one was um I watched Real Housewives, Ultimate Girls Trip, Roni. I actually watched all of the current mm-hmm. episodes out. It, it's worth watching. Okay. It is. It's funny. It's a throwback. You, if you feel like you're like, yep, this is what it used to feel like. And they're reminiscing. So um, that that is something fun. All righty. Well, that wraps up our weekly catch up with one another and you. Please like, subscribe, and leave comments for us to read after posting. Tell a friend to tell a friend and join in the weekly catch-up conversation each week. 
Alana, happy new year. Happy new year to you. Get better. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly. Go Run the ball. Go Flyers. Run the dang ball. Run the ball. <laughs> Go Flyers. Go Sixers. All right. Have a good one. All right. Take Here. care. Bye.